Hey everyone, as you've probably heard, Disney Cruise Line is doing its annual 50% off required deposit promotion, which runs through January of 2019. In honor of this deal, if you book a cruise with us in January, we're offering an additional $50 onboard credit on top of the regular credit you'll already receive from us. So if you were considering a cruise in 2019 or 2020, now is a great time to book. Send us an email to get started at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. to episode number 33 of the DCLG podcast. My name is Wes and I am excited to bring you the final episode of the DCLG podcast for 2018. It was a crazy year. It went by super fast. I can't believe it's already over and uh, we're looking ahead to 2019, but uh, I hope you all had a fabulous Christmas and are also looking forward to the new year and have lots of good plans for uh, for New Year's Eve. For this episode, I thought it'd be fun to look back at 2018 and go over the major stories related to Disney Cruise Line uh, that came up throughout the year. A lot of, uh, lot of exciting and, and fun stuff that we learned, so let's do a quick recap. Uh, we'll begin in January, and then we will work our way through the year. So the first story that uh, really popped up related to Disney Cruise Line this year was in late January, uh, and that was when Disney Cruise Line announced that it would be uh, bringing back its very popular Star Wars Day at Sea and Marvel Day at Sea cruises uh, in 2019. So uh, if you recall, I actually did an episode on the Star Wars Day at Sea uh, with Steve back in episode 23, so if you ha- haven't heard that one, go check that out. But uh, a lot of fun stuff goes on in these days, so obviously with the Star Wars Days at Sea, there are uh, sp- special Days at Sea dedicated to all things Star Wars. There's deck parties, there's um, fireworks, there are encounters with... Uh, special Star Wars characters, there's meet and greets that you can sign up for, all kinds of different Star Wars themed uh, activities and events and merchandise and uh, foods, beverages, all kinds of good stuff. So uh, pretty exciting that Disney Cruise Line, not that I thought that, not that I thought that they wouldn't bring them back, but pretty exciting that they are bringing them back. There will be nine sailings as of right now of the Star Wars Day at Sea Uh, cruises in 2019. Disney also announced that it will be bringing back the Marvel Days at Sea, which are also very popular. Uh, I have not yet experienced one of these for myself. I haven't uh, discussed one of these on the show. It's one thing that I am hoping to do in 2019. But same type thing. There's a a single day at sea dedicated to all things Marvel. Um, So definitely something that if you're a fan of the, the series, if you're a fan of the characters, uh, something that you will definitely want to check out. There will be 10 Marvel Day at Sea sailings aboard the Disney Magic in 2018. Excuse me, in 2019. I'm already, I already can't get my years uh, straight. So uh, 10 Marvel Day at Sea sailings coming to the Disney Magic in 2019. 
Moving into February, the major news coming out of coming from Disney Cruise Line was that the Disney Magic uh, began its dry dock in Freeport, Bahamas. So this was significant because there were some uh, pretty uh, pretty major redesigns of the Disney Magic that occurred. Most significantly, obviously, was the addition of Rapunzel's Royal Table, which replaced the existing Carioca's main dining restaurant. And so I remember, I remember back in February when the press release first came out. Uh, I I I couldn't get enough information about the the updates and the upgrades that were going to be made for this restaurant, and. Fortunately, my family and I got to experience this restaurant uh, just a few months ago, or a little over a month ago, I should say, and it really uh, lived up to, for the most part, the all the hype that was surrounding it. So, essentially, what what they what Disney was trying to do was um, to bring an all new dining experience that would be inspired by the the story of Tangled, which is one of my family's favorite uh, Disney movies. It's actually my wife's. Uh, my wife's favorite Disney movie and, and Rapunzel is her favorite princess. But um, it obviously would be the first restaurant themed to Tangled and featured characters and, and live entertainment that transports Disney magic guests to the kingdom of Corona for an evening of music and interactive fun featuring Rapunzel and, of course, the mischievous snuggly duckling thugs. Guests step inside a regal ballroom in the royal castle lit by glowing wish lanterns adorned with colorful drawings that reflect Rapunzel's artistic talents. Here, the king and queen of Corona invite everyone to take part in a festive celebration of Rapunzel's birthday and the anniversary of her return to the kingdom. So this restaurant has everything that you're looking for. It has the lanterns. It has, obviously, Rapunzel. Flynn Rider shows up. It's got all the songs. The the Thuggos are wildly entertaining. They're very funny. Um, and they interact with you on a personal level. They'll come kind of table to table and and uh, and chat with you and and really kind of make fun of you is is what they <laughs> is what they do. So um, that's tons of fun. And along with that, Disney uh, the Disney uh, excuse me Disney Cruise Line also announced that they would be uh, transforming the O'Gills Pub on the Disney Magic to the Snuggly Duckling on nights that Tangled would be playing in the Walt Disney Theater. This is honestly one of my favorite uh, updates that came with uh, the the Dry Duck. I, I love that they transform um, O'Gills into the Snuggly Duckling on these nights because it just, it really just, um, it uh, offers... A, a bit of variety that uh, that didn't used to be there, so it changes things up a little bit. So you know, for pe- for people who are experienced cruisers and are used to kind of the same things over and over again, this is just something that you can look forward to on um, on your sailing that just uh, makes it a little bit different than it than it normally is. So uh, pretty awesome. Uh, Snuggly Duckling is is definitely something to check out uh, while you're on board of Digi- Disney Magic. So. Uh, go give that a try. Along with uh, the addition of Rapunzel's Royal Table, they also uh, did a redesign of the Vibe Teen Space to kind of transform it into more of a trendy urban loft environment. Lots of fun, uh, fun updates for the teens there. The adult spaces, uh, particularly on the top deck, uh, got some much-needed attention. The Cove Cafe and the Signals Bar received some enhancements, uh, and there was a fresh redesign of the Rainforest Room. And then also in the Oceaneer Club, 
they added Club Disney Junior, which uh, is has been a pretty pretty popular addition. It's a it's a it's a fun refresh to the area, and I know my my kids are uh, Disney Junior obsessed. So they, uh, I mean, they didn't <laughs> they didn't spend a whole lot of time in the kids clubs on our last sailing, but uh, they they were pretty excited to see the the the, the Disney Junior characters. Um, added to the space. So lots of exciting things that uh, took place in February when the magic began as dry dock. It actually, the the dry dock enhancements took place from February into March, but uh, I'll get to that in a second. So moving along to March. So the first news that we got out of March was that Disney Cruise Line announced its summer 2019 itinerary. So if you're following along on itinerary releases, this actually happened in early March. I think it was actually March 1st, if I remember correctly, um, which is sort of typically right around that sweet spot area when Disney Cruise Line um, announces the summer itineraries. With this itinerary announcement, there wasn't a whole lot of new and exciting things that that were were going on. It was pretty much status quo as usual. The big the big news was that the Wonder would be returning to Alaska, which wasn't really a surprise, and also that the Magic would be returning to Europe, which wasn't a surprise. So, again, I think I've mentioned before that the summer to the, the summer itineraries are sort of the the ones that are the least exciting because they they seem to follow the, the the same pattern uh, year over year so uh, but it did extend the itineraries through the summer of 2019 uh, obviously they've been extended again now uh, but uh, that was the new first news that came out in March the 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 next thing that I wanted to go over and this was something that was really exciting because it's something that I look forward to almost every day and that is new information about the new ships in the Disney Cruise Line fleet. So in March Disney shared with us a first rendering of what the new Disney Cruise Line ships might look like. So we finally got an image of what Disney is uh, expecting its ships to look like. Obviously, I'd be surprised if the new ships looked exactly like what the rendering gave us, but uh, at least it was something to go off of. So uh, that was really exciting. And with the rendering, we got a little bit more information. Uh, Disney Cruise Line promised more innovation, new technologies, spectacular entertainment, and more Disney stories and characters than ever before. So Fun stuff to sort of chew on and, and digest for uh, to to look forward to and to kind of do our own speculation about what uh, what what they might mean by by these different things. We also found out that Disney estimated that the ships would be approximately a hundred and forty thousand gross tons and have approximately twelve hundred and fifty staterooms and would be powered by liquefied natural gas, which is one of the cleanest burning fuels available. So that was some exciting news. And just for comparison, the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Dream are about 130,000 gross tons and also have 1,250 staterooms. So the the new ships are expected to, well, based on this news that we got, the new ships would be slightly larger than the current Dream Class ships, um, but would have just about the same amount of staterooms. So uh, that's 
that's going to be interesting to think about and to, you know, if the ships are larger, what are they going to do with the extra space? Me personally, I was kind of hoping that the new ships would be quite a bit larger than the current uh, uh, Disney Fantasy and Disney Dream, but it doesn't sound like that is going to be the case. So it'll be interesting to see what Disney does with uh, with the space on board these new ships. I, I, I can't wait for more information. Later in March, the Disney Magic returned from the dry dock uh, and it and debuted the dry dock enhancements for the first time. It was fun to, to see pictures and updates from passengers that were sailing on the first cruises after uh, the Magic's return from dry dock. I was uh, pretty much glued to Twitter after the Magic returned from dry dock trying to see pictures of particularly Rapunzel's royal table, but anything else that people were uh, taking pictures of of the new ship or excuse me of the the enhancements to the ship and uh so that was really fun to see so thanks for everyone who who posted pictures and uh and made that information available after after the the magic came out of dry dock moving on to april so the first news significant news that came out uh, in april was that mayor werft uh which is the uh, the the shipyard that was assigned to build Disney Cruise Line's new ships assigned hull numbers to the new ships in the fleet. So um, the the hull numbers are the ship's serial identification numbers. So if you think your the the VIN numbers on your vehicle, each ship has its own hull number, which uh, is the identification number for the different ship. And also, uh, Mayor Verft also revealed that the ships would be 135,000 gross tons. So previously, like I just mentioned, uh, in early to mid-March, Disney Cruise Line uh, estimated that they would be a, approximately 140,000 gross tons. Well, Mayor Verft, uh, the, sh- the shipbuilder, uh, mentioned that they would be 135,000 gross tons, have a maximum capacity of 4,000 passengers, and would be 343 meters long. So if you're paying attention, this means that the new ships will only be very slightly larger than the Fantasy or the Dream. So uh, the the they mentioned that the new ships would be 343 meters long, while the Fantasy and the Dream are only four meters shorter than that. Uh, and these new ships will have the same maximum passenger capacity. So if you were expecting uh, larger ships or significantly larger ships, it doesn't sound like that's what Disney will be bringing to us, which, again, I was a little bit disappointed about. You know, you see these um, humongous ships that uh, that um, Royal Caribbean is coming out with, and, and I'm not saying that I wanted them to be these Oasis-class ships, but, you know, just something maybe a little bit bigger uh, than the Fantasy or the Dream, just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Uh, would have been pretty exciting, but uh, I do trust that Disney is going to to bring us some uh, some new and exciting experiences aboard these ships, and will um, I don't think we'll be left disappointed. So I am uh, am very much looking forward to new information about the ships, and finally to the release of the new ships uh, in a couple of years. Some other news that came in April was that uh, Jeff. I, I tried to, I don't know how his last name is pronounced. I think it's Valley. Jeff Valley uh, takes over at Disney Cruise Line as the president of Disney's Signature Experiences. So 
he he becomes the president of Disney's sig- signature experiences, which includes Disney Cruise Line, it includes Disney Vacation Club, and this is a little bit significant because uh, Anthony Connolly took over uh, not long before that. He hadn't been at the helm of Disney Cruise Line for very long, and and not a whole lot is known about his sudden departure. But uh, there was a two there were you know there were two different changes uh at the head of disney cruise line that occurred within a short amount of time and so um jeff again i wish i could pronounce his name jeff valley uh took over in april moving on to may uh some very exciting news we got in early may was that early online booking for castaway club members would be launching with the next itinerary release. So this was something that uh, I had been wanting for a while, the ability to book online on opening day. So rather than having to call Disney Cruise Line, flood the, the, the phone lines, or you know get your, your travel agent to get on the phone with Disney Cruise Line, it just made life a whole lot easier for guests looking to book their own cruises or for travel agents looking to, to reserve cruises for their clients. Uh, the ability to book online was just, it was a long time coming and it was uh, really exciting to get the news that, uh, that Disney would be uh, going in this direction. Obviously, they re- they opened the booking in staggered uh, days, so which were based on your Castaway Club status. Uh, so obviously, platinum members could go first, then gold members, then silver members. Then uh, they would open uh, online booking to the general public. But I think uh, it saved a lot of people from spending <laughs> a lot of time on the telephone uh, on opening day, which I think probably Disney Cruise Line was uh, something that they were aiming for. But it was also uh, very exciting for the guests as well, and for the most part, I felt that it was pretty. It went pretty smoothly. I think there were some early uh, uh, server issues where you couldn't where you can, couldn't get on, but I don't think that they lasted for too long. I, if I recall correctly, I think we were able to get on and and uh, and look at pricing and and uh, and browse different itineraries and and things like that pretty much throughout the day. So uh, kudos to Disney Cruise Line for for making that change. I think it was a very welcome change and something that uh, uh, will definitely be beneficial to all guests going forward. Later in May, Disney Cruise Line announced the fall 2019 itinerary. So it extended uh, itineraries through December 2019 and actually uh, into January 2019. Um, I'm sorry, January 2020. So with this announcement, there were no new ports of call. So, you know, if people generally look forward to seeing if there are new places that Disney Cruise Line will visit, there were not any new ones uh, in this particular announcement. What Disney Cruise Line did announce in this particular uh, release was that there would be two DVC cruises uh, in 2019. So the first would be going from San Diego to Vancouver uh, in May, and the second would be a seven-night Bermuda cruise from New York, which would include a day in Boston. So first time that Disney Cruise Line would be doing two Disney uh, Disney Vacation Club cruises 
in one year. So I know those cruises are very popular. They sell out, I think, pretty quickly. Uh, they're hard to, to get on and uh, are also very expensive. But uh, I think that's one of the reasons why they are doing two, because, uh, because of the popularity of these cruises. So if you are scheduled on one of those, I, I think you are going to have a lot of fun, particularly the, the seven-night Bermuda one. Um, it's, a uh, Bermuda is a port that my wife and, and I really would like to visit with Disney Cruise Line. So I think that'll be a lot of fun. And, and the fact that it's a, a DVC cruise also, I think will, um, be a nice enhancement to that itinerary. Moving into July, uh, really kind of a quiet month for Disney Cruise Line news. Not a whole lot going on, but, Castaway Key was named the best cruise line private island in the Cruise Critics Cruiser's Choice Awards. Um, and that was for the third consecutive year. So this uh, award is based on consumer reviews at the Cruise Critic website. There are thousands and thousands of reviews that are submitted. And Castaway Key, unsurprisingly, was named the best cruise line private island in the cruise industry Uh that was the third consecutive year that that it had been named that. Um, and, I mean, can you really be surprised? I think Castaway Key is the best uh, destination for Disney Cruise Line. So um, I may be a little bit biased, but uh, it doesn't... It sounds like uh, other cruisers feel the same way about Castaway Key as I do because um, because it won this award. Moving into August, the Disney Fantasy returned to Tortola in August after nearly away, uh, excuse me, after nearly a year away following Hurricane Irma. So I think it was, I can't remember the exact month, but it was late um, 2017 when Hurricane Irma hit and really did a ton of damage on a bunch of the Caribbean islands. And I think Tortola was one of the hardest um, islands that was affected by this hurricane. And so the Disney fantasy, uh, altered its Eastern Caribbean, uh, itineraries to visit St. Martin instead of Tortola. Uh, and this happened for several months, obviously all of 2018, um, beginning in January through or into August, my family and I were actually on one of these itineraries. We we actually scheduled an Eastern uh, Eastern Caribbean cruise on the Disney Fantasy specifically to visit the island of Tortola. It's a uh, we had some friends that had honeymooned in Tortola and and told us you know some amazing things about the island. So we were really excited to visit it. Uh, and then we were of course bummed to find out that our itinerary would be altered to uh, to visit Saint Martin instead. But uh, when the news came out that Disney was returning in August, I was really excited for the people of Tortola and just the island of Tortola that, uh, you know, that it had been restored to a point where it was, you know, at a place where they could be welcoming in cruise passengers because, you know, that meant that they were sort of back on their feet. So really exciting news that Disney was returning to Tortola um, from, from what I saw 
with people mentioning their their visits it sounded like the island was was definitely you know still had some was still showing some effects of the hurricane but that uh it had it had bounced back uh in a big way so uh happy for the island happy for disney cruise passengers that uh, they get to visit the island again and uh hopefully our family will actually get to visit the island uh one of these days so um look very much looking forward to that also in August, uh, Disney Cruise Line announced the opening of a Tiffany & Co. boutique aboard the Disney Dream. So the Disney Fantasy obviously has a full-time permanent storefront uh, Tiffany & Co. Uh, location aboard um, its ship. But uh, the boutique on the Disney Dream was a limited-time boutique that was located in Whitecaps. So I think they probably were, were testing it out, seeing how it would do on the Disney Dream um, before, you know, dedicating a, a full space to the, uh, to the store. But uh, it seems that Disney Cruise Line is looking to add these premium, these premium vendor uh, experiences aboard its ships to, uh, to kind of go along with what some of the other ships in the industry are doing as well. The final bit of news that came out in August was that the Port Canaveral CEO revealed that Disney Cruise Line would home port at least two of its new uh, liquefied natural gas fueled ships uh, beginning in late 2021. So this was uh, some more exciting news about the new Disney Cruise ships. You know, if, if, if people were sort of speculating about what would become of these new ships, where they would visit. I think we got a little bit of insight into that, uh, into what D, uh, Disney Cruise Line is thinking for the new ships. So based on this information, and this is purely just me speculating, it sounds like the um, that Disney Cruise Line will be using two of its new ships to do basically what the Disney Fantasy and the Disney Dream are doing right now, and that would be to visit the Bahamas, um, the Eastern Caribbean, the Western Caribbean, and potentially and probably the Southern Caribbean. So it remains to be seen what would happen with the Disney fantasy and the Disney dream. But uh, again, this is all just speculation and it'll be exciting to see once we get some final details, what, uh, what these ships will be doing uh, in late beginning in late 2020 when the first uh, ship is debuted. Uh, again, Port Canaveral confirmed that the, I shouldn't say confirmed, they estimated that the first new ship would arrive late November, early December 2021. Uh, and Port Canaveral also announced that they would be doing some significant enhancements to the current Terminal 8, which is the main terminal for Disney Cruise Line, and would also be making upgrades to the adjacent Terminal 10 for use by both Disney Cruise Line and other lines. So the Terminal 10 would be more of a um, a rotating terminal for use by by various uh, cruise, cruise lines, inc including Disney Cruise Line. A lot of big news surrounding uh, Disney Cruise Line came out in September, particularly with inaugural calls on ports. So the Disney Magic made... Four inaugural calls on on new ports. So obviously inaugural meaning the first time that the ship visited these ports. Uh, so the first one was to Cork, Ireland. And then once uh, the Disney Magic made her way ac back across the Atlantic, 
visited several ports uh, in Canada. So Saguenay, Quebec, uh, Bay Como, Quebec, and Quebec City, Quebec. So Disney Magic made inaugural calls to each of these. If you recall, I uh, just had Len Testa on the show in my last episode, and he visited uh, these new ports of call for the first time on the Magic. So he was on those inaugural calls and mentioned that it was one of his favorite itineraries that he's ever sailed. So he loved each of these ports of call, and uh, it's 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 cool to see Disney visiting new ports that are exciting to passengers. And uh, I look forward to tons of new uh, Doom ports of call once the new ships are, are finally um, in service. The Disney Wonder made an inaugural call to Astoria, Oregon. So if you are fans of the movie The Goonies, uh, much of that film was uh, took place in Astoria, Oregon. So I know I saw a lot of people um, kind of getting excited about that and posting uh, experiences in Astoria that were related to the movie. So that was that was kind of cool. Some more news in September related to the Disney Wonder. Uh, Disney Cruise Line announced that it would be converting some staterooms to concierge-level uh, staterooms. So they are they will be taking 12 staterooms and converting them to the concierge category V, which is the family ocean view staterooms with veranda. And um, these rooms were... Uh, are expected to be upgraded by the September 30th, 2019 sailing on the Disney Wonder. So uh, expect that the Disney Wonder will be heading into dry dock probably in early 2019 and uh, we'll be getting some new concierge staterooms to probably keep up with the demand for the concierge uh, categories. Also in September, the uh, some depressing news: uh, the Castaway Key Family Beach Cabana seasonal pricing increased. So for both peak and off-peak seasons, uh, the price of a Castaway Key Family Cabana increased by fifty dollars, which became effective in late September. My family got to uh, experience this. Uh, Price increase in our most recent sailing, we got to pay the extra 50 bucks, which uh, was very exciting for us. Not really, but uh, it just seems that they will just keep hiking up the price of these cabanas and just to see what people are willing to pay. And who knows how high they're willing to go because I think they could um, get crazy with these prices and people would still... Uh, would still rent these cabanas, so I wouldn't be surprised if you we continue if we continue to see uh, this trend of price pricing increases. The winter the winter twenty twenty itineraries were announced uh, also in September, but there was one significant difference about this announcement, which um, I hope that Disney Cruise Line continues to do in the future. They actually announced in advance that they would be releasing the 2020, the winter 2020 itineraries via live event to be streamed on YouTube. So, really, the reason that they did this, I was, I, you know, I understand now is that they were announcing a new home port for Disney Cruise Line. So, that's 
there were some special circumstances around this itinerary release, but it'd be nice if if uh, if Disney Cruise Line would announce its itinerary releases in advance, uh, kind of on a regular basis going forward, just just so they don't come sort of out of the blue, which is still exciting. But I I like to be to be notified of the itinerary releases. I thought that was pretty cool, and I like how they they did it via uh, via live stream, so you could tune in and and hear about the exciting news, but. The uh, the exciting news, obviously, that came out in this particular announcement was that Disney Cruise Line would be homeporting in New Orleans, Louisiana. So if you recall, uh, they did a live event at Port Orleans at Walt Disney World where they had uh, Princess Tiana and other uh, members from the Princess and the Frog movie. And they did a musical number and they announced the homeport of uh, New Orleans, and uh, it was pretty cool. I, I, I really enjoyed the, the announcement. I thought they, it was really well done. You could tell that it was uh, well prepared, and they, you know, they really put together something special for it. And also with this itinerary announcement, Disney Cruise Line announced that it would be returning to Hawaii. So Disney Cruise Line had previously sailed uh, to Hawaii a few years back. It it stopped for a couple years, but announced uh, that it would be returning. And it seems like it was a um, good idea because <laughs> the 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 sailings sold out. I think it was on the first day. So on the platinum booking day, I I, I thought I I read that they sold out. Um, and obviously as uh, as the holds started to release, there became more available, more availability came open, but, um, people were having, uh, I know a hard time booking, uh, sailings to Hawaii. So, uh, that was exciting news coming from Disney Cruise Line related to the winter 2020 itineraries. Moving on to October, Disney Cruise Line made its inaugural call on Bermuda. So the Disney Magic sailed out of New York and stayed, uh, excuse me, made its way down to Bermuda, where she docked overnight in Bermuda, uh, which I had a couple people, a couple guests on uh, who visited Bermuda. So Ed and Doug from Rope Drop Radio, thank you both for coming on the show. Um, and and talking about your experiences sailing to Bermuda, it confirmed my uh, my desire to visit the island, and uh, I'm excited that that Disney Cruise Line is is uh, is sailing to Bermuda, and I think it's probably something that they will continue to do into the future, based on the popularity of the itineraries. To me, the most exciting news that came out in October was that the Bahamian government approved the sale of Light, Lighthouse Point to Disney Cruise Line. So for a long time, there was speculation about Disney Cruise Line uh, doing some investigation in the Bahamas, trying to find an additional piece of property to purchase. Um, and obviously, the, the speculation was that they had more ships joining the fleet, probably would be bringing more passengers to the Bahamas on a regular basis. And Castaway Key just wasn't going to be able to put up with, um, wasn't going to be able to host all these additional passengers. So they needed to figure out um, an alternative. They, there was, there were rumors and news of other places around the Bahamas that 
that Disney Cruise Line was investigating. But in sort of early to mid-2018, there started to um, be some rumblings about Disney Cruise Line's involvement with the sale of property on Lighthouse Point in in the Bahamas. And so as time went on, we became, we got more and more information and it really seemed like uh, Disney Cruise Line was involved with, uh, with, to some extent with the purchase of this property. And then I think it was in, uh, I, I don't remember specifically in, in August or September where, uh, Disney Cruise Line officially announced that it was interested in the purchase. I know there were, was a lot of pushback related to, uh, Disney Cruise Line's involvement and in purchase of the property, even though it was, uh, listed as a private sale. Um, it was privately owned, so it was going to go to somebody, but, uh, the big news in October was that the Bahamian government approved the sale of Lighthouse Point to Disney Cruise Line. So, um, once the once the sale is complete, Disney Cruise Line can then begin its its full blown uh, environmental impact studies and do all sorts of inf- uh, uh, analysis to figure out how exactly they are going to develop this uh, this this piece of property that they will own uh, in the Bahamas. So it'll be very interesting interesting to see. We did get some information about what their what their thoughts were going to be in terms of. Um, you know, involvement with the local Bahamian uh, culture and the people and the jobs that would be produced and the, you know, the the minimal environmental impact that they would be having. And uh, it'll be very interesting in the coming months to see what Disney's specific plans will be for uh, for Lighthouse Point. Uh, but I'm very excited to see what they're going to do. I would imagine it would be something similar to Castaway Key. Um potentially a little bit more developed than the private island is, but uh, that remains to be seen. But just some more exciting stuff to look forward to uh, in 2019 related to Disney Cruise Line. For you Marvel fans, Disney Cruise Line announced that Captain Marvel would be an option for a meet and greet on the 2019 Marvel Day at Sea Cruises, so you can look forward to that. And... Uh, also in October, there were some renderings revealed for Disney Cruise Line's terminal uh, expansion at Port Canaveral. So we had known that that Port Canaveral was planning to do some significant enhancement to uh, the Disney Cruise Line terminal, which is Terminal 8. And uh, we got to see some renderings and some uh, additional information related to what specifically they had planned for uh, for Disney Cruise Line's terminal. Moving into November, uh, some not a whole lot going on in November related to Disney Cruise Line. There was a Bulgari boutique that opened on the Disney Fantasy in Whitecaps uh, in November. So again, Disney seems to be adding these upscale jewelry and handbag shops to the the Disney the larger Disney ships, um, and uh, just continuing right along with that trend with this new boutique. Mickey and Minnie's surprise party at sea sale dates were revealed. Um, So in 2019, we can look forward to those. And then finally, moving into December, uh, the first news that came out in December was that the Disney Cruise Line topped Newsweek's best companies for customer service. So when I first uh, saw this information, when I first read this information, I, I assumed that it was, you know, they topped the... 
travel category or the cruise industry category or, um, you know, something related to cruises. But Disney Cruise Line actually topped the was the best company overall for customer service among any of the uh, companies that it reviewed. So pretty significant, uh, pretty significant news there for Disney Cruise Line. I know that Disney Cruise Line's customer service is always one of the uh, things that people mention uh, specifically about Disney Cruise Line, why they choose to sail Disney Cruise Line uh, is their customer service. So uh, that just sort of confirms why everyone loves sailing with Disney Cruise Line. So um, pretty, uh, I'm sure Disney Cruise Line was pretty excited about uh, about that award. Next, uh, in December, uh, some more news, a little bit more news related to uh, Disney Cruise Line's new ships. So the Disney Cruise Line flag was raised at the Meerwerf shipyard in Papenburg, Germany, which symbolizes the partnership between Disney and the shipbuilding company. So Disney Cruise Line actually opened a permanent office at the shipyard in preparation for the start of the new shipbuilds uh, that will be delivered beginning in 2021. So when the Fantasy and the Dream uh, were were first being built, or I should say before they started being built, this happened as well. The The Disney Cruise Line flag gets 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 raised at the shipyard disney opens a permanent office and then the the ships uh the ship builds get underway so just one more step toward uh toward the the build of these new ships so uh again i think we'll start to see some some exciting news related to these new ships in in 2019 so something really uh really to look forward to and finally disney cruise line closed out the year by announcing some pricing changes, so very exciting. Uh, it's it's typically when Disney Cruise Line announces pricing changes, it's not not generally in in favor of the consumer, um, and that was mostly the case here uh, for ground transfers in Florida. So from Port Canaveral to the ship, and vice versa. Or I'm sorry, from the airport to uh, Port Canaveral, and vice versa, or from the parks to Port Canaveral, and vice versa you will see a $4 per person increase in uh, in ground transfers. There were some decreases to ground transfer pricing uh, in Europe that were announced, which, uh, you know, which some people will definitely find uh, to be exciting news. But uh, for the most part, I think a lot of people take advantage of the ground transfers here uh, in Florida. So that's kind of a bummer. The signature dining experiences, so uh, the Remy dining experiences and the Apollo dining experiences both saw uh, rate increases, so you'll uh, find yourself paying more for those dining experiences in 2019. The sweetest massages uh, in the cabanas on Castaway Key actually saw a price decrease. So if that's something that you're interested in or if that's something you've done before and really enjoyed it, you'll be excited to know that uh, it will cost you a little bit less the next time uh, you go to do that. So uh, the final thing that I want to mention related to Disney Cruise Line announcements in 2018. Uh, so currently, Disney is doing its 50% off required deposit offer. So now through, I forget when exactly it is, but I think it's sometime in early to mid-February, 
Uh, if you book a cruise, you will only have to pay 50% of the typical required deposit. So if you are looking to book a cruise in the near future, now is a great time to, uh, to take advantage of that. You can pay less than you normally would. And uh, of course, you can make, um, you know, payments as you wish leading up to uh, to your sale date. So that's it. That is sort of a a snapshot of 2018 related to uh, to Disney Cruise Line. Lots of exciting things to look forward to in 2019. So um, I know. Uh, I know I'll be looking forward to some more information coming out about the new ships and I'll be looking forward to the new itinerary releases that come out uh, throughout the year. And uh, beyond that, I'd, I'd love to hear what you are looking forward to uh, as it relates to Disney Cruise Line in 2019. So if there's something particular that you are excited about that maybe I didn't cover or that um, other people would be excited to hear about as well. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me a message. You can um, tweet at me. Uh, and But beyond that, I, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to my show throughout the year. I really, really appreciate it. A particular thank you to all my guests that have come on the show. And of course, if you haven't been on the show but are but would like to be uh, and have had a uh, unique Disney uh, Cruise Line experience, I would love to hear that from you. And if you, there's something else that you would like to, to talk about in 2019, uh, I'd love to, to hear that from you as well. But uh, beyond that, it's been a great year. I've had a lot of fun doing this. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. Uh, very much looking forward to 2019. And I hope you all have a very happy and safe New Year's Eve. Uh, and I will talk to you next year. And as always, thanks so much for listening. <laughs>